0: you crazy metalheads. This is King Diamond, and you're listening to Iron City
1: Rocks with
2: John. This is Jesse James Dupree from Jackal, and this is Iron City Rocks. cry it up! Rock me, roll me, Jackal me off. pow This is Lips from the Band Anvil. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. You know it. All right!
0: Hello and welcome to episode 298 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 298, we are finally joined by a name that is synonymous with metal. From the band Anvil, we have Lips joining us to talk about the new album, Anvil is Anvil, due out uh, at the very end of February. Uh, we were really excited to get a chance to talk to him. We talk about... um, some things uh, aside from the new album obviously we uh, really enjoyed talking to him about uh, the time he was presented with the opportunity to join motorhead and obviously with lemmy's passing it was interesting to have him reflect on that so without further ado from the new album anvil is anvil this is the track daggers and rum and then we're going to talk to lips Joining us from the Ban Anvil, we have the legendary Lips on the line. How are you doing, Lips?
2: I'm doing good, man.
0: Great, great. Uh, you're up in are you home in Toronto right now? Yeah, I'm home
2: in Toronto.
0: That's yeah. a nice cold weather you're probably enjoying up there.
2: You guys well, it's not it's it's only minus four, <laughs> and that's uh that's that's still like uh, probably thirty degrees. Your, your temperatures. Oh, that's a, that's a
0: mild, mild day in Toronto, then. Yeah,
2: now, slushy snow.
0: Exactly. Hey, you guys are you're set to release a new album, Anvil is Anvil, here at the end of the month, and I wanted to just uh, talk to you about a couple tracks. Um, first off, the lead-off track, I have to admit, probably one of my favorite Anvil songs ever, Daggers and Rum. Can you talk about that song in particular? It's a very fun track. Uh,
2: I was, I was um, offered... Uh, to do a, 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 a musical play. Okay. And I acted as Captain Snarls. <laughs> <laughs> but as, along with the, along with the play, the guy who was putting it on um, asked me if, if it's possible for me to write a song. So I did, but I didn't like the facilities he had mm-hmm. to record it. So I didn't bother... Using it for the play, and ended up using it for the album. (laughs) Excellent. So that's how it came to be.
0: Were you? You were so you were obviously trying to write to a a particular theme. When you write songs in general, do you typically kind of pick a topic or or something like that before you go into the lyrics and the music, or or how how does a normal song? uh, And that
2: that, usually it's 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 music first. Okay. Like in this in this particular case, I. I had written the music for gaggers and rum but I hadn't I hadn't even thought about a title or anything. Okay. And when the guy asked me, "Hey, can you make can you make a pirate song?" I go, "Oh, that's a perfect. That's a perfect music for something like that." Yeah. And I it took about 15 minutes and I wrote the whole song. That's excellent. No. That's, you know when you hit pay dirt when it when it happens fast, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's it is surprising how many times you hear artists who who say you know the greatest songs come from these little flashes of inspiration that are you know so fleeting that you know you jot them down wherever you're at, you know as opposed to toiling over a, you know some song in Pro Tools or you know a, a pre recording. Yeah, that's, or... the,
2: the, that's the worst thing you can do, man. Uh, but the, Everything. The... I, I actually, it's it for the last. Two albums. We've had a, a rule of a, a rule that we follow. And song shouldn't take you longer than a half an hour to put together.
0: That's excellent. And
2: if it does, if it does, it, you got problems. Exactly. It's probably not. It's probably not going to be a good song, more than likely.
0: Right. Uh, how about uh, gun control in particular? Uh, you know, I, I was listening to some of the lyrics on you and your album get you know a little bit. Potentially political was kind of control something you were very passionate about, or just something that kind of caught your eye for you know a, a song title or something.
2: Well, it's it's environmental. You know what I mean. It's sure. what's going on in my world. You know, right. and that that's such a prevalent prevalent topic. Um, and when musically speaking, I could hear I could hear it being sung mm-hmm. in the in there and then i go well that's that can work and what i did is the way that it re- is written is all in questions because mm-hmm. i didn't i don't want to make a stance on it because quite frankly i have i don't have a right to have an opinion on whether there should be guns or not in america not right. my business right i'm a canadian we have our own laws and our own fucking problems. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, we all have those. That's that's the truth. And I'm glad to hear you say that because I was listening to the lyrics and I've gone through the song a couple times and I was like, "What side of this equation is he on?" But I'm glad to, to hear you say that I, I wasn't missing something there.
2: No, I'm not on, on on any side. I'm just saying, and at the end, I'm going. There's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. This debate is not going to end ever. As, and and it's it, you can you cannot remove a foundational part of, of a country's uh, laws. You can't right. do that. It's no. not going to ever happen. It will never happen. There'll be a civil war or fucking pure anarchy if that ever does happen. So it's not going to happen.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, when you, when you put together lyrics, Lips, do you ever find yourself kind of shying away from Taking a stand on a topic like this, in particular, I, I just realized that, you know gun control. I, you know, in talking to Ted Nugent, for example, you know he doesn't hold anything back. Uh, do you find yourself as a lyricist sometimes trying to, to be more neutral so you don't alienate parts of your audience, or, or do you just kind of have to go where the artistic freedom takes you?
2: I think you go where the artistic freedom takes me. I didn't want to make a make a statement mm-hmm. because I'm I quite on not a, particularly on gun control because. I, I don't have the right to say anything mm-hmm. one way or the other because right. it's not my not my country. it's not sure. my it's not, you know so I can I can observe and make a, a comment on my observations mm-hmm. and that's precisely what it is. It's all it is is hey, <laughs> there's a fucking serious problem going on. Um, I don't know how to solve it. I don't know, but I can identify it. Yeah, but and then, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go any further than that.
0: Yeah, and because I don't
2: really, I don't really have the answers. If I had the answers, I and mean, it's not even an opinion. It's 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 a solution.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is amazing how many musicians feel that because they have a microphone and a guitar, they think they have the solution. So it's good to hear humility. Um, Die for is another track, you know that you you listen to, and I can kind of feel where you're going with that of you know with religion spawning war. Um, was that sp- sparked by anything in particular?
2: Uh, you no, know what uh, I, what I the song itself, um, musically speaking, was an area of 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 our of our uh, style, mm-hmm. um, almost almost a repetition of something that we did in the past right. um, I'm talking about the song Jackhammer in particular right but the song Jackhammer was a completely juvenile juvenile concept and completely sexual and right. um, really in bad taste yeah. and for today's standards actually so yeah. to be honest, now I figured if I'm going to venture down the road where a, a lyric is going to be so pronounced and powerful, mm-hmm. I better say something that's pronounced and powerful. Right. I I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, which is two different things. Absolutely. Uh, I I I think that you know believing in an invisible man in the sky is not is not the answer. I I I have other. Other personal beliefs, which is probably more in in line with with uh, Buddhism or something like that, where uh, I I I just kind of believe in humanity more than I do in a in a God. I believe that my fellow man is where God lies. It's in ourselves. It's it's in, it's a personal thing, you know. Um, it's not an external. There's no such thing as an external God or an invisible guy. God is your little voice in your head that tells you, hey, don't do that. Hey, do that. Mm -hmm. Hey, be nice. Don't be a fucking asshole. You know, the stuff that... It's your conscience. That's God. Um, uh, But uh, my my look as who I am and what I've seen of the world, religion is not a positive thing. It never has been and never will be. It is used completely incorrectly completely contra- completely co- contradicting itself and people killing each other in the name of it and that is really underlined in today's in today's world considering what what's going on in the islam religion yeah. which is still it's a, it's a it's a very immature religion still in a, in a certain sense christianity's already gone through its growing pains and <laughs> through the, through the Crusades, the right. Spanish Inquisition and who the hell else knows and and there's blood there's blood always blood on your hands when you talk about religion one way or the other so mm-hmm. I, I don't whitewash or or or, or, or uh, side with any particular religion it's all it's all there for separation and that's that I made a statement about it and how I mm-hmm. feel about it. It's a modern world. Every day we're finding out more and more uh, stuff. With archaeology, they're finding giants. They're finding bones. They're finding they're finding stuff that's you know hundreds of thousands of years old. Microchips lodged in fucking in rock that are is a hundred almost you know ten million years old and shit. You know they can't explain it. Well. When it is explained and when we do figure it out, we're going to find out pretty fucking soon that, hey, all this stuff that we had about an invisible man in the in the sky was a theory and we were wrong. Yeah. And when, until we have proof, you don't kill somebody in the name of a theory. It just yeah. doesn't. It's it's wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. In the irony there, I think any any. You know, when you read the teachings of any of these religions, regardless of whether you you believe in them, none of them, you know, that you know, kind of overtly say go out and kill other people And, and you're right; since really the dawn of religion, there's been war as a result of religion. Which,
2: yeah, um, and and all religions tell you not to do that. Right. That's the thing. So it's completely, <laughs> uh, completely uh, misinterpreted and absolutely. Look at what look at what comes out of it. It's wrong, man. Um,
0: Fire on the highway. After was that track in particular written? Was that a personal thing? You know, it came home after a, a rough drive and, and wrote that particular track, or was that just you know? No, that's a, real
2: life. That's real life. And in fact, there's 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 footage of of the accident that okay. we've filmed as we drove by it. Okay. <laughs> so it's taken from real life on the last tour. Driving through Texas. Driving through Texas.
0: You know, I would I would not have guessed Texas from a man from Toronto singing about uh, you know icy roads and things like that. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. It it was icy roads in a place that doesn't get icy roads. Right. And that's why there were cars and trucks all off the road because people did not know how to drive in it. Right. But being Canadian, we're just. We're cruising down the road no problems yeah, and we're just yeah. looking everywhere and everything's it's like a mayhem yeah. unbelievable
0: um lips I've I read somewhere that at one point you were you were in discussions to join Motorhead um can you just talk briefly on, on kind of Lemmy's impact uh, in your particular life
2: well the the history of the two bands go back virtually to the beginnings um uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, 1981, our first show as Anvil, because we were called Lips originally, first show we ever did as Anvil was with opening for Motorhead, when our first album came out. Mm -hmm. Um, We hit it off really well, and um, Lemmy was well impressed with me, and um, we kind of hit it off as people, too. So... When he'd come to Toronto and there was a big kerfuffle something happened and Mm -hmm. Eddie decided he's going to leave the band and the next morning we got a call from their management asking if I could come finish the tour meanwhile I'm in the middle of writing for Forge and Fire we're going in in a month
1: to
2: to record I'm under contract I can't go anywhere I can't do it Look, well, like I didn't want to do it. I can't. I couldn't do it. Right. Uh, contractually and and on a physical level, I, I really I don't think I, I, I couldn't be in two places at once. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it wasn't no, It wasn't really possible. Um. I I I don't regret the decision, and in fact, it, at the end of the day, uh, Lemmy really respected the fact that mm-hmm. uh, I. Stuck to my guns, which is what his main philosophy is. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, he just thought, "Fuck you, you'd fit in with me, no problem, because we yeah. <laughs> were are from the same tree or the same same branch, you know." So yeah, um, that, but that, it, 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 we couldn't do it. Yeah, that, it is interesting to think out.
0: of you know the combination of the two two personas in one band. You know, it's that would be you know uh, kind of interesting. You know, as a fan of Motorhead, you you know. It would be interesting to see how that would have changed. Um, you guys are going out on the road here in the UK, actually all over Europe with uh, with another right. old uh, old mate of yours, uh, Udo uh, Dirk Schneider. Um, right. can you talk about the tour and how that came together.
2: Well, um, we got after uh, after the uh, Hope and Hell album, uh, we had a lot of uh, discord with our our management in in the United States. Because they didn't, they didn't book, they didn't get us booked properly <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for the for the for the for the release of that album. And uh, aside from that, huge errors <coughs> in the way the the album was released. Um, they only put out 800 copies in the first week, and it's not because there wasn't sales for it. It's because that's all they had printed.
0: Yeah, it's hard to make the hard that's to make it in the uh, in the modern sales. Yeah, it,
2: yeah it, it's hard hard to hard to put out two thousand records when you haven't got them. Right. <laughs> really, really. So you know how digital. do you how do you explain that you can't explain that mistake to right. the to the uh, the guys who keep the numbers and and mm-hmm. to the magazines who report it. You can't yeah. explain that to them, but th- that's what happened. There's a number of number of, of uh, technical issues that happened on the last record that just like it's not really forgivable and at the end of the day we just went I got to part ways right so we ended up with management in Germany which is Udo's manager Frank right Frank soupful is is, is a management ITM and we approached them and he told me Listen, dude, you're never gonna need another agent manager for the rest of your career. I'll do it for you. You don't worry about a fucking thing, right? So we got involved with him, and he booked a tour. It was amazing. We did like I don't know 30 dates in in uh, in, in Europe. It went it went extraordinarily well. All the all the the clubs were packed. It, it was totally all amazing so of course we stayed with him and he, it was became time to go record another record and uh he suggested that we use udo's producer right which is martin pfeiffer right. and we listened we listened to the decadence album and were quite impressed with it and said sure why not what the hell you know uh the price was right certainly the price was right and the experience of actually going to Germany to record it—we were really up for that.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be inspiring. That's,
2: yeah, and and it was in the same studio um, as Balls to the Walls was recorded. Because awesome. at the end of the day, Udo's Udo's son Sven um, rented or owns the the studio, took it okay. over. So that's where we ended up recording. So it was. For, for us, great. Just, wow, let's go do it. So that's how that nice. all ended up. And, of course, being involved with Udo's management, even before we started recording the record, we knew that the tour was going to be part of, was going to be the, the exact opposite of what happened with our other management. This management was, is already, was already on the ball before we even recorded a song. Right. He knew when the tour was going to be wet everything all of it so everything everything is organized and you're not going well oh, we're putting an album out but we can't got no no dates to put you on tour
0: exactly yeah you guys are hitting the ground running what four weeks after the release of the album something like that
2: oh yeah nice. i mean, actually we're going to be out before a week before the record comes out okay so but- eh, that's great do you do you see
0: this tour extending into the United States or in, into Canada at any point, or is that still kind of in negotiation?
2: Uh, we're there's an American run coming up, um, okay. and it's it starts about ten days after we get home from from Europe. Okay. So something like uh, I think the first date is May 11th.
0: Okay. Awesome. So you guys are you're pretty well set for the first half of 2016 with dates, then?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, and there's still there's still Japan, South America, Australia. We have got still a lot. Got about two years of touring. Excellent.
0: Well, Lips, I don't, I don't want to keep you any longer. I want to thank you so much for joining me this morning, and uh, we look forward to seeing you when you get over to the United States and do some dates.
2: Absolutely, we'll see you real soon, man. We're good. we're there in May.
0: Special thanks to Lips for coming on the show talking about the new album, Anvil is Anvil. Uh, Lips, along with a uh, longtime drummer and friend Rob Reiner uh, and their new bassist, Chris Robertson, are going to be on tour with Udo in the UK uh, doing some dates in the United States uh, a little bit later on this year. Uh, the new album is out on the 26th of February on Steam Hammer SPV Records. Uh, had a chance to listen to it several times. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, Daggers and Rum might be my, honestly, favorite uh, Anvil song to date uh, is interesting as that is to say with other classic work. So, for fans of you know the whole new wave of uh, British heavy metal uh... from the 80s, early 80s, Anvil is a band that, that obviously not British. They're from Toronto, but um, really worth a listen if they're a band you you haven't yet kind of turned your attention to. Obviously, the movie uh, all those years ago just kind of uh, cast a light on them, but. uh... Go and check out their albums. Really enjoyable and uh, really enjoyed talking to Lips. You can find more information on us at ironcityrocks.com. Also join us at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks and twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks. We're also on Instagram and YouTube. And We always love hearing from uh, you fans. Ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Drop us an email. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you hate. Uh, Anything we respond to all comments and criticisms alike so it's been a pleasure and we'll talk to you next time